Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. How are you? Are you well? I pray that you are. I pray that you had a most wonderful Trinity Sunday yesterday. The celebration of the triune God of Abraham. One God, three persons in one God. Who will ever understand that? But um, it's just so glorious. And before we begin... I want to let you know, for any of you who can come or in the area who wish to come, might be near Kansas, um, there's a very wonderful group um, on a farm, um, uh, Geraldine and Dave Kraus, um, and they are holding a fund drive, fundraiser for, for us and for Father Oldman. Um, this coming Saturday, June 8th. Uh, I'll just read it to you. It's Faith on the Farm, June 8th, or rather June 18th, not 8th, June 18th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. this coming Saturday. And it says, featuring well-known leading Roman Catholic religious leaders, Father James Altman of the Diocese of La Crosse, Wisconsin, and Mother Miriam of the Lamb of God. Um, from LifeSite News, Station of the Cross, on Mother Miriam Live. <clears throat> and uh, it reads, Father Altman and Mother Miriam will give talks on the most important topics facing Catholics today. We're actually each going to give two talks, and then we're going to have a Q&A session together in the afternoon. And uh, the flyer says, you will have opportunities during the day to speak with Father and Mother one-on-one. This inspirational, timely, intimate and decidedly Catholic event will be held at the farm of David and Jerry Krause. You will be, um, let's see now, you will have several opportunities to donate at the event. Everything is being donated by Jerry um, and David. Everything. All the food, everything. They're not charging a single penny because they want it to be a fundraiser for us and Father Altman. Um, and every penny will go to um, the Daughters of Mary, Mother of Israel's Hope, and uh, to Father Altman for his ministry. Um, It says lunch, drinks, and snacks will be provided. Um, Please RSVP to Jerry um, so she knows how much food to prepare. And um, it goes on to say the closest airports are in Wichita um, or... Kansas City. Uh, For those who may need overnight accommodations, um, they list three hotels and then they list their address and phone number. So um, I don't want to give everything out over the phone uh, over the air, but you are welcome to email me um, at mother at thestationofthecross.com mother at thestationofthecross.com and I will uh, email you back uh, the the information or you can email me directly um, even apart from the Station of the Cross if you wish and the email is mail, M-A-I-L at 
motherofisraelshope.org. Um, and it's this Saturday from 10 to 4 p.m. And again, um, there are three hotels nearby if it's a long drive for you, or I think some might even want to fly in. Um, and um, uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. I've given very, very few conferences um, since we came to Kansas because we've had our hands full. Um, and um, I, I'm not looking to travel these days, but this is just three hours from us. So we'll be driving in. I'll be there with my sisters. Um, and um, it, it should be a wonderful, wonderful day. David and Jerry are incredibly generous souls. <clears throat> so um, we are, um, I, I'd like to read yesterday here, during a following prime uh, morning prayer, we um, recited the Athanasius Creed. It's extremely beautiful. And if someone says, what is the Trinity? We know that the Trinity is three persons in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And how can that be? And I, I've mentioned before that from my Jewish background, we know there's one God. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. One God. <clears throat> so how could he be three persons in one God? And when I met Jewish Christians who told me they believe that the one God exists in three persons, I said, you make up your mind, he's one or he's three. They tried to explain it to me, and they did explain it to me through the the greatest song and cry and scripture of the Jewish heart, Deuteronomy 6.4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. He is one God. Shmai Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. And in Hebrew, Echad, Shmai Yisrael, hear, O Israel, Adonai Echad, our, the Lord our God, Adonai, no, I'm so sorry. Shmai Yisrael, hear, O Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, that is, um, our, uh, the Lord our God is one, Adonai Echad. The Lord Adonai Echad is one. But just as in English, there's a singular one and a compound one. And if we say, if I say I have one grape, the word is Yahid. If I say I have one bunch of grapes, the word is not Yahid, it's Echad. Echad is one, but it's there's a plurality in that. It's a compound one. It's one bunch. Well, in the in the creed, in the Hebrew verse, Adonai Echad, the Lord is one. He's not a bunch of grapes. He's a, he's a plurality. He's a compound unity. And often the the rabbis will say it's a plurality of majesty, but in the same um, Genesis one where it says Adonai Echad, uh, our Lord is God. Um, it also, uh, God speaks and says, let us make man in our image. Let us. And I've asked the rabbis, who is the us? He sets the angels, but it's not the angels. We're not made in the image of the angels. We're made in the image of God. And when man fell, he said he has become like one of us. When man fell and thought he could do anything to reach the sky. He has become like one of us. God is speaking to himself 
in plural terms. So God is one, but how do you explain it? Very, very difficult. It's mind-boggling because we can only believe by faith. We can ex- we can accept and understand to a certain thing, to a certain extent, some m- mysterious truths, a mystery. The Trinity is a mystery to the human mind. God is infinite. We are finite. A mystery is not something we cannot understand. A mystery is something we cannot fully understand. God has made his mystery known to us, but we'll never fully understand it because we'll never know the mind of God. So I'm going to read the Athanasian Creed, which um, um, explains the Trinity. Now I'm going to read it. And if you understand the Trinity when I'm finished, you are a better person than me. It's very hard to understand. It's easy to say. It's easy to follow and understand what's being said. But at the end, we're created. We're not God. And it remains a mystery. And the creed says as follows. Whosoever will be saved before all things, it is necessary that he hold the Catholic, that is the apostolic, the universal faith which except everyone shall have kept whole and undefiled, without doubt he will perish eternally. Now, I'm not going to continue to repeat sentences, but I'm going to repeat this one. Nothing has changed, beloved, in 2,000 years. Whosoever will be saved before all things, it is necessary that he hold the Catholic faith which except everyone shall have kept whole and undefiled, without doubt he will perish eternally. Are you saying the Catholic Church doesn't believe that anymore? You're wrong. It's still the the creed. It's still the Catholic faith. I'll go on. Now the Catholic faith is this. We worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity neither confounding the persons nor dividing the substance. For there is one person of the Father, another of the Son, another of the Holy Spirit. But the Godhead of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit is one, the glory equal, the majesty co-eternal. I tell you, um, as I'm reading through this, hold on a moment, please. You'll... it'll seem that I'm repeating things over and over again, but this is the creed. And I find it, uh, I'm halfway to heaven going through this. I find it extraordinarily, extraordinarily beautiful. But it's going to seem to you like we're repeating. We're not repeating. Every sentence is different and looks at it from every angle, beloved. Um, You are welcome. There's the music for our first break. And you are welcome to call in with anything on your heart. The entire hour, toll-free 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back.
in time of affliction. Blessed, O Lord, be thy name forever. Who has permitted this affliction to come upon us? We cannot escape it, but must of necessity fly to thee to help us and turn it to our good. Lord, we are now in affliction. Our souls are ill at ease, for we are much troubled with this present suffering. Let it please thee, O Lord, to deliver us, for poor wretches that we are. What can we do without thee? Thy mighty hand can do all things. Give us patience, O Lord, and strength and peace. Help us, O God, and we will not fear, no matter how grievously we may be afflicted. O Lord, thy will be done. Welcome be the will of God. Sacred Heart of Jesus, we place our trust in thee. As a nonprofit lay organization financially independent from your diocese, our apostolate is listener supported. Through your generosity, we are able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. The Station of the Cross thanks our supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. Thank you for your continued support, and may God bless you and your family. What you're offering and giving to me, you deserve to get back because you're offering more than I can give. I learned so much through the Station on the Cross. I listen to the radio station daily, and I absolutely love it. I was attending the chapel and places like that, and through your programs, I was able to find out how other Protestants had come back into the Catholic Church. God bless the Station of the Cross. Donate today at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. Um, you are welcome again to call in through the entire hour um, with anything on your heart. We are in the middle of reading the Athanasius Creed, um, understood to be written by St. Athanasius, and um, it's on the Trinity. It is absolutely magnificent. Um, I've just gone three sentences, so I'm going to read it straight from the beginning without interruption. <clears throat> Whosoever will be saved before all things, it is necessary that he hold the Catholic faith, which except one shall have kept whole and undefiled, without doubt he will perish eternally. Now the Catholic faith is this. We worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confounding the persons nor dividing the substance. For there is one person of the Father, another of the Son, another of the Holy Spirit. But the Godhead of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit is one, the glory equal, the majesty co-eternal. Such as the Father is, such is the Son, and such is the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> the Father uncreated, the Son uncreated and the Holy Spirit uncreated, the Father infinite, the Son infinite, 
and the Holy Spirit infinite. The Father eternal, the Son eternal, and the Holy Spirit eternal. And yet not three eternals, but one eternal. As also not three infinites, nor three uncreated, but one uncreated, and one infinite. So likewise, the Father is almighty, the Son almighty, and the Holy Spirit almighty, and yet not three almighties, but one almighty. So the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit God, and yet not three gods, but one God. So the Father is Lord, the Son Lord, and the Holy Spirit Lord, and yet not three lords, but one Lord. For like as we are compelled by Christian truth to acknowledge every person by himself to be both God and Lord, person with a capital P, we're speaking about the three persons of the Most Holy Trinity. For like as we are compelled by Christian truth to acknowledge every person by himself to be both God and Lord, so are we forbidden by the Catholic religion to say there be three gods or three lords. The Father is made of none, neither created nor begotten. The Son is of the Father alone, not made or created, but begotten. The Holy Spirit is of the Father and the Son, not made nor created nor begotten, but proceeding. So there is one Father, not three fathers, one Son, not three sons, and Holy Spirit, not three Holy Spirits. And in this Trinity, there is nothing before or after, nothing greater or less, but the whole three persons are co-eternal together and co-equal. So that in all things, as is aforesaid, the Trinity in unity and the unity in Trinity is to be worshipped. He, therefore, who wills to be in a state of salvation, let him think thus of the Trinity. And beloved, just an aside here, that the word Trinity comes from triunity, three in one, Trinity. I continue with the Athanasian Creed. But it is necessary to eternal salvation that he also believed faithfully the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. The right faith, therefore, is that we believe and confess that our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is God and man. He is God of the substance of the Father, begotten before the worlds. And he is man of the substance of his mother, born in the world. Perfect God, perfect man, subsisting of a reasoning soul and human flesh, equal to the Father as touching his Godhead, inferior to the Father as touching his manhood, who although he be God and man, yet he is not two but one Christ. One, however, not by conversion of the Godhead in the flesh, but by taking of the manhood in God, one altogether, not by confusion of substance, but by unity of person. For as the reasoning soul and flesh is one man, 
so God and man is one Christ who suffered for our salvation. He descended into hell, rose again from the dead, ascended into heaven, sits at the right hand of the Father, from whence he shall come to judge the living and the dead, at whose coming all men shall rise again with their bodies and shall give account for their own works. And they that have done good shall go into life eternal, and they who indeed have done evil into eternal fire. This is the Catholic faith, which except a man shall have believed faithfully and firmly, he cannot be in a state of salvation. Beloved, that's our faith. It has not changed. Not after Vatican II, not ever. This is truth. This is eternal. Nothing is changed, nor can it. Truth cannot change. Kurt, my dear one from Boston. Hi, dear one. You're on the line? Yes, I am. How are you, Mother Mary? I'm okay, sweetheart. Talked to you last week. As soon as you spoke the Athanasian Creed, I'm like, you know, the the response I was going to give you is yeah. is childish compared to what you just said, and but that makes sense because we are children of God. And when I was when I I'm sitting here listening to it, I'm thinking, you know, the Godhead is is that one substance, and from it you have the definition of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in their function, all communicating together, but in different co-equals, but equal, meaning like the Holy Spirit, you know, when you think of when the angels were made, were they supposed to share in the unity of the Holy Spirit? No. I know, I know that, but as I'm thinking about it, then I'm saying man was created and then God attached himself to the hypostatic union to to show almost like like okay for us we have a we have a body we have a soul but we also have a mind and it's almost a smaller version of the trinity in the, in the way we're we're made that we body born. soul and spirit don't you body soul and spirit right yes and and so as I'm going off on this I'm thinking God made everything in perfect order. And when we sin, we make a disorder. So, of course, there's a penalty to pay for messing up God's work. And seeing that we're the ultimate of his creation, because of that body-soul composite, you know, the angels, of course, the fallen ones, are jealous. They didn't want to serve, as we all know, something inferior to them, which... If you think about it, that's just their pride because the other angels have no problem serving us because they see the whole picture and and humility is the unending factor in all of this. And and pride, as you can see, is trying to run the world, especially in our neck of the woods. And as I said in my last comments, the sacred heart. What pours from that heart is what should be filling our heart. That's right. 
like it's funny. I went to mass yesterday, of course, on the feast of the Trinity, and he was talking uh, literally about this same thing. And it was an it was an it was an excellent it was an excellent sermon. But you know, people don't understand this. You know the you know and and so on and so. I tell you what, Kurt. Even the most beautiful expositor doesn't. No, no human being can fully understand the Trinity. Do do you know the story of Saint Augustine on the beach with the little boy? Yes, when the little child Jesus came up to him, it was Jesus. Well, we don't know it was Jesus, but l- let me just tell the story for those who don't know it. Um, it, it wasn't, uh, it, it, was, it was, well, let me just say, St. Augustine was um, pacing back and forth on the beach trying to figure out the Blessed Trinity, and he was going mind-boggling uh, situation he was in, and he sees this little boy about five years old on the beach. I know you know the story, Kurt, but I want to tell it for everyone else. It's so beautiful, and many of our listeners already know it, um, but he comes across this five-year-old on the beach, and the five-year-old has dug a little hole in the sand, and he has a little bucket, and he goes to the ocean. He fills his bucket it with water, comes back, pours the water in the hole in the sand, goes back to the ocean, fills his bucket with water, comes back, pours uh, the water in the hole, goes back to the ocean. And Augustine is watching this for a boy just back and forth, back and forth. He finally goes up to this little boy who he doesn't know. And he says, son, what are you doing? And the little boy says, well, I'm putting the ocean in the hole. And Augustine says, because he wasn't saint yet, Augustine says, uh, son, it's impossible for you to put that ocean in this hole. And the little boy looks up at him and says, yes, I know. And it's just as impossible for you to figure out the Blessed Trinity. I love that story. And um we know that the little five-year-old was a plant. He was an angel from God. I've never heard that he was the boy Jesus. Have you, Kurt? That's what I thought, and maybe I'm wrong. But okay. I, I guess I'm trying. I guess I'm trying. What I'm trying to wrap my brain around is, and I think I, I've got it. Is is when we sin, we. We, we, we tend to think, okay, I did this wrong, I did that wrong, and I did it 47,000 times, and now I'll get my penance and it'll be fine. But we should look at the gravity of our sin, because if we ruin the order of God, there is a, a price to pay. And I think that price was paid, of course, because of original sin, of us trying to say we're God without God. And that needs to be proclaimed in every sermon on every Sunday because I agree. people need to know the gravity of that because if you think about it, yeah. everything is made in order for God and it is good. The, you're right. And there's the music for our break. But the definition of sin is lawlessness. Whether it's uh, the Ten Commandments or natural law, when we sin, it's disorder. Just like you're saying, Kurt, we break God's law. We mess things up. It's it's quite serious, even if we say it's just a venial sin. We have destroyed God's beautiful order. Kurt, I love you. Um, thanks for your calls always, dear one. Um, and everyone else is welcome to call in. Uh, toll free, one 5483 We'll be right back after the break. God bless you, Kurt.
Hello, beloved. This is Mother Miriam. How would you like to wake up each morning to inspiring sermons from knowledgeable and faith-filled priests? You can tune in to Sermons for Everyday Living every day at 6 a.m. Eastern on the Station of the Cross. You can listen on thestationofthecross.com or anytime on the free iCatholic Radio mobile app. God bless you. Hi, this is Joe McLean, host of the Catholic Drive Time Morning Show. Weekday morning, 7 a.m. on the Station of the Cross. We'll keep you informed and inspired with insightful guests and breaking news stories of the day. That's the Catholic Drive Time. Weekday morning, 7 a.m. on the Station of the Cross and the iCatholic Radio app. We look forward to joining you on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network each weekday morning at 7 a.m. Praise be to Jesus. May God love you. There's no better way to start your day than with spiritual formation from inspiring priests. If we don't live our lives the way they're supposed to be lived, if we don't use what God has given us the way it's supposed to be used, no wonder it doesn't function. And that we're frustrated and that we're suffering and that there's chaos. That's Sermons for Everyday Living weekdays from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on the Station of the Cross. What you're offering and giving to me, you deserve to get back because you're offering more than I can give. I learned so much through the Station on the Cross. I listen to the radio station daily and I absolutely love it. I was attending the chapel and places like that and through your programs I was able to find out how other Protestants had come back into the Catholic Church. God bless the Station of the Cross. Donate today at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. Um, we have a whole half hour before us. Our lines are wide open, and you're most welcome to call in with anything on your heart. Toll free one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three, or email at mother at thestationofthecross dot com. We have an email from Jean who writes, "Hi, Mother Miriam. Thank you so much for your daily program and rich teaching. Thank you, Jean." She says, "I'm coming out of Protestant faith." anxiously looking forward to being a Catholic. Oh, that thrills my heart. No end, and it thrills God's heart. It's your teaching, she says, that hungered my heart to seek the church Jesus built. Blessed be God, Jean. And she says, Mother, do you believe dreams have meaning? The answer is yes to that one. Do you believe dreams have meaning? I have reoccurring, recurring dreams and they are always the same without any change. In my dreams, I have a dog or a cat. Never both at the same time. It's a dog in some dreams. Then it will be a cat in other dreams. I don't feed the dog or cat for years. Just before I wake up in my dream, I realize I need to feed it, and then I wake up. In real life, I have no pets. Do you think this has special meaning for me? 
I would like to hear what you have to say about it. May the Lord bless you and keep you, Jean. Jean, I'm not an interpreter of dreams, but I do have a thought about yours. And don't take it as as accurate. Don't take it as from God. I just have a thought, and it's quite exciting. Um, I know someone who uh, is uh, an expert on on dreams, and it's a psychologist, and she said concerning dreams that we personally, now again, no one has to take this as gospel, so to speak, but um, uh, she, she, for years she studied and she said, the subject of dreams is always us, personally, which means that the dog or the cat is you, not that you're a dog or cat, but the subject of the dream is you. And the fact that you don't feed them, um, I'm just going to take a wild stab, and I'm not telling you this is true, but you're looking into the Catholic Church, and it may be that you haven't fed them because you haven't fed yourself the Holy Eucharist. I'm going to wonder if when you enter the Catholic Church and receive the true bread of life and feed yourself, if... You, if those dreams continue, I'd be very curious, dear one, for you to call back after you're Catholic and let me know if those dreams continue. I won't be surprised if I'm wrong because I'm not an interpreter of dreams. But I do believe that the central figure in every single dream is us. Um, Not that you're a dog or a cat, but um, that you have two little creatures that need to be fed and I'm only suggesting it could be you. And so I'm looking forward to your being Catholic and receiving the bread of life, our true Lord Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity. It's an exciting thought to me, and I'd be very um, interested to know, dear one, if um, when you receive our Lord, if those dreams continue. And you may call me and say they're continuing, and I'll say, well, I took a stab at it. But um, it's just a thrilling thought to me. Um, John from Kentucky. Hi, dear brother. Are you on the line? Yes, I'm on the line. I'm getting ready to go outside to split and stack some firewood in case I need it this winter. That could happen. It's going to be hot and humid out there. Um, Mother, something that has always bothered me in my adult life, um, as a young boy, I was well catechized. I had to learn to the Baltimore Catechism by rote and so on. And it always bothered me that, um, and, and I saw so many people leave the faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because they weren't taught apologetics, what Protestants think. A hundred percent. Oh, okay. I, I figured that was, is what you would say. In fact, I was a lot older. I don't remember when you had it, but I used to look, so forward to household of faith that you had on EWTN. Mm, yes. And I know that catechism, cate- being catechized has to come first. But just how important is it for Catholics and young people to learn apologetics? The answer to that, John, is exactly what you're hinting at. If you don't know, if you don't know why you believe what you believe, uh, there's no 
um, assurance of your staying in the faith or living it. It's, it's, it's to call you oneself Catholic and not to know the faith and not to live it uh, is no guarantee of heaven. We must know our faith. And uh, again, that is the number one responsibility of parents to raise their children in the faith, not to send them to CCD, not to send them to a Catholic school. If CCD is good, Catholic school is good, that's fine. But the faith must be learned and lived at home. Well, I think that I had learned the faith. I guess my point is we have to learn apologetics to defend ourselves. That's I'm right. Sorry, against, against Protestantism. And against it's Catholics like, who don't know their faith. Yep. Yeah, you're right. You're mm-hmm. right. All right. You're very well, that right. Was my, that was my question. I just think that... Uh, Catholics do not learn how to actually defend their faith against mm-hmm. people who are against it. And I'm glad that, uh, anyway, I wanted to bring that up. I love you for it, John, but there's a greater motive. We need to learn what we believe. Apologetic is simply giving a reasoned defense of the faith. St. Peter says, sanctify um the Lord Jesus, the Lord Christ. Sanctify means to consecrate, set yourself apart. Sanctify uh, the Lord Jesus in your heart. Always being able to give a defense, not be defensive, to give a reasoned explanation to everyone who asks you for the hope that's within you. That's apologetics. Apologetics is simply saying, um, being able to explain why, not just what you believe, but why you believe what you believe and the reason for it yes to defend our faith uh, for sure so that we're not taken out of the catholic church but more so we have the obligation to preach to every creature we need to spread our faith and if we can't defend it we can't spread it and we have that obligation we have the greatest gift this side of heaven Father Stan Fortuna, Father Groeschel's order said, if we keep it to ourselves, we're thieves. We must spread the faith to every creature. We're, what we're given is a gift from God, and it's not to keep, but to give away. Well, God bless you, Mother, and I'm glad that you're going to be with uh, Father Altman. I hope that's very, very successful. Oh, thank you, John, so much, so much. God bless you, my dear brother. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetheart. We have a text from Donna, who writes, Hi, Mother. I enjoy listening to you so much. Please tell us what we can do regarding the Pope's latest release on the Latin Mass, the traditional Latin Mass. That's uh, uh, Traditionis Custodis. We can continue praying, of course, but when I spoke with a few priests, they said that I shouldn't be criticizing the Pope. Well, you don't have to criticize the Pope, but we certainly can criticize what he does, um, uh, just as as Paul did to Peter. Um, we need to criticize what is against the faith. That we need to do. Um, and so, again, you don't need to criticize the Pope. You need to criticize what he's doing. One bishop uh, said to me... Um, uh, a couple of years back, when I when the Pachamama debacle, debacle continued to started happening, and Pachamama was brought into the Vatican, 
and I said it was demonic, and he called me a bishop, and he said, I know you didn't say the Pope is demonic, but you said what he's doing is demonic. I said, well, it is. It is demonic. Um, And we have to be able to say that. We have to be able to know our faith, as John just said, and to defend it. Bishop Athanasius Snyder said that was the worst atrocity and abomination since the worship of the golden calf in the book of Exodus. And I agree. Um, We need to be able to defend our faith. And um, what is happening to the traditional Latin Mass, what the Pope has said, is, I believe, not from God at all. And what is not from God is from the devil, trying to destroy the church. So I'm not speaking of the Pope in his person, but I'm speaking of what he does. And we need to be able to declare it when what he says or what he does is against um, the, the faith. And a number of traditional orders, uh, religious orders, are being destroyed uh, through the Vatican because of the traditional mass. It's, I believe it's diabolical. I don't, I'm not telling you the Pope is diabolical, but what he does, what he's doing in destroying uh, the mass of the ages, so-called, uh, is. And so it's not my judgment, it's my understanding, it's my knowledge, it's what's been written about time and time and again by priests, by cardinals, in books, people who know their faith and have shown that. So um, um, you can, when you're speaking about the Pope's latest uh, Traditionis Custodis on the traditional Latin Mass, you might uh, watch your attitude in speaking about the Pope himself uh, how you do it, but to simply say um, that it is uh, absolutely wrong um, and that he's and that the faith is being destroyed uh, in part that way, there's nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> we have an email from Amanda. Amanda says, good morning, Mother. I so appreciate your work and the guidance you provide for us weekly. Thanks, dear Amanda. Amanda says, I need some assistance on a matter with my brother-in-law. I'll try to make this as short as possible. Hold on just a moment. Um, Okay. Um, She says, he is recently divorced and is in the process of getting an annulment. He was told that this could take up to two years or more. My family and I attend a Latin Mass parish. We are all converts. My brother-in-law came with us a few times and fell in love with it. He began monthly meetings with our priest and after almost a year and a half was baptized and confirmed. That's really wonderful. Now here is the problem. He was told by our priest to wait until his annulment is done before meeting someone without going on further in your email your priest is 100% right Um, we also tried to guide him with church teachings he did not listen of course I'm sorry that you say of course that's tragic he met someone proposed and got legally married in the courthouse our priest was furious and told him he must not live with her or have relations until his annulment is done. Well, they are building a house and will be moving in at the end of this summer. 
They also just told us they are actively trying to have a baby. So what can my husband and I do now? He would not listen to us and would not listen to our priests. We are feeling very frustrated and let down. I would really appreciate your help on this matter. Thank you, Amanda. You must explain to your brother that he is living in adultery and he and his so-called wife, who he claims to love, he has just put on the path to hell. He has put both of them on the path to hell. To date or live with someone uh, apart from an annulment means you are living in adultery because you are married until the church says the marriage never took place. An adult annulment is not a, mar- a Catholic divorce. It says that the marriage never took place in the eyes of God. They are living in adultery and on their way to hell unless they reverse. The Gospels record many instances of our Lord going off to a secluded place to pray, so we can be sure that finding a quiet place for prayer is vital for us as well. Located in the serene setting of Cranberry, Pennsylvania, the St. Thomas More House of Prayer is the perfect place to deepen your prayer life or to hold a group retreat. The St. Thomas More House of Prayer is a Catholic retreat center whose mission is to pray the Liturgy of the Hours and spread this beautiful prayer of the Church. Book a visit or learn more by going to liturgyofthehours.org or call us at 814-676-1910. That's 814-676-1910. Hey, Jim Havens here. I'm host of The Simple Truth, which airs every weekday from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern on the Station of the Cross Catholic Media Network. The focus of the show is authentically receiving, living, and handing on the simple truth of Jesus and his Catholic Church in a down-to-earth, no-nonsense manner. The guests are phenomenal, and each weekday has its own theme, always encouraging us to take the next step in our faith wherever we may be. It's The Simple Truth, every weekday from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern on the Station of the Cross. The Station of the Cross is listening funded and we value your ongoing generosity. In this fast-paced world, it's easy to let your reoccurring donation slip due to something like a new address or a necessary card number change for security purposes. If you suspect that we don't have your up-to-date donor information, you can check with us during regular business hours at 1-877-888-6279 extension 104 or anytime online at thestationofthecross.com. Thank you. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to the Station of the Cross. And to Mother Miriam Live, this is our last segment. We've got 10 minutes. And again, you're welcome to call in with anything on your heart. The heart of the matter is the matter of a your heart. And our lines are wide open. one 511 5483 or email at mother at Um I'm going to repeat 
an announcement that I made at the beginning of the program, uh, which our caller John referred to, that this coming Saturday, June 18th, there is a um, a wonderful um, conference here in, in Kansas um, uh, titled Faith on the Farm um, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And it says, featuring well-known leading Roman Catholic religious leaders, Father James Altman um, and Mother Miriam of the Lamb of God. So it's basically going to be a fundraiser for us. They're not charging anything. They're food, everything is 100% free. Um, they want to... Um, assist myself, our religious community here, Daughters of Mary, Mother of Israel's Hope, and Father James Altman and his ministry with whatever financial needs there are and people who cannot attend but wish to contribute can do so as well. Um, Let me see. And we're each going to give two talks uh, morning and afternoon, one each, and then um, we'll have a combined question and answer session and the food, the lunch is provided. It's all free. Um, and the, for those flying in, the closest airports are Wichita or Kansas City. Um, there are o- overnight accommodations. It's just too much. The people who are doing this are Geraldine and Dave Krause, uh, K-R-A-U-S-E, and it, they're in Waverly, Kansas. It's about three hours from where we are in Beloit, and we'll be driving there myself and our sisters. So you'll be able to meet us and speak with Father Altman directly, and it should be a really special, wonderful day. And anybody's invited. It's just that they need to know in order to have enough food. So there's an RSVP here. Uh, Let's see now. I'm going to give you a phone number here. It's area code... Um, just to Jerry, it's area code 620-203-0257. She doesn't mind her number being given out. Um, six two. Uh, wait, I'm not sure if it's six. I think it's six. I'll, I'll check that. I'll double check it. 620-203-0257 to Jerry, just so she knows how much food to provide. Um, and if, if you don't get through, email me directly, either email at mother at the station of the cross.com or email me directly at, uh, the daughters of Mary, mother of Israel's hope. And that would be mail M A I L at mother of Israel's hope.org. <clears throat> so now there's no charge or anything. They just need to know how much food to provide. Hold on a moment. We have an email from John uh, who writes, People in my Bible study have said that Mary, the mother of Jesus, had other children. Well, you're in a Protestant Bible study then. Um, I told them that my Catholic priest said that this was false. And they replied with, the Catholic Church is not telling you the truth. How can I teach them the right way? Well, to begin with, you should start a Catholic Bible study. You should not be in a... It's dangerous to be in a Protestant Bible study because even though you know points about your faith, you come to this, for example, that you're not able to really explain it well. But also, I find that the difference between Catholicism and Protestantism is not merely doctrinal. It's a whole way of seeing, of thinking. And many people who attend Protestant Bible studies, um, you come out Protestant in your thinking. 
I, I met a woman once and she she's helping lead a Protestant Bible study. And I said, you're still Catholic? She said, oh, yes, yes, yes. I go to church every Sunday and, and I receive our Lord. I said, do you believe the Eucharist is Christ? Do you really believe that? And she thought for a minute and she said, well... I'm not sure, but just in case. She's already Protestant, even though she calls herself Catholic. She is fallen away. It's, it's not good. Unless you could be the teacher, um, it's not good to attend a Protestant Bible study. So um, <clears throat> what you can do, John, for any question whatsoever, is go to the best apologetics uh, website in the world, catholic.com. That's the website of Catholic Answers catholic.com and in the the search box that comes up looms up large as soon as you go to that site simply type in um, let's see the perpetual virginity of Mary and so um, and they will give you tons of articles that you could read and download and print out and or take your laptop and go to the Bible study and read it to them Um, The Catholic Church is telling you the truth. The Protestant Church, led initially by Martin Luther after 1,500 years, um, left the truth, left the one holy Catholic Church our Lord established, threw out seven books plus parts of two others of the Old Testament, wanted to throw out several books, primarily James, of the New Testament, um, and uh, just uh, threw out the authority of the Church and the Pope, and every the papacy and all of that. So um, you're not on good ground. Um, find a Catholic study, John, or start one. And many good Catholic studies online that you could study together. Um, many good materials that you can get Catholics together. And you don't have to be a scholar. The materials give you all the answers. Um, and so, uh, and I'm going to include, if you're in a Bible study with Alpha, A-L-P-H-A, even if it says Alpha for Catholics, it is Protestant, no matter what it says. It is Protestant, and you will be lured away from the Catholic faith. Um, uh, so, that's what I suggest. Mary is ever virgin. She was a virgin uh, prior to the... Holy Spirit coming upon her, Luke chapter 1, and she remained a virgin after. She was forever a virgin. She had no other children. She had our Lord Jesus, but his birth was miraculous, and her body was not altered. She remained a virgin. And um, the uh, end of the section on Matthew said that Joseph um, kept her a virgin. I'd have to go to it to look exactly... um, Let's see, until she had gave birth to Jesus. Until does not mean that therefore she had children after. It means she didn't have children before then. It says nothing about after. In the Old Testament, Michal is the wife of King David. And when David came rejoicing over the ark and dancing, she called him a fool. And God punished her by saying she did not have children until the same word, until the day of her death. Well, she certainly didn't have children after her death. Until does not mean it. We use it today to mean not until that point, but it happened after. But that's not what the word meant, and it's not what it necessarily means. Until that point, she remained a virgin after she gave birth to Jesus. Our mother 
is a perpetual virgin. She had no other children. And if she did, she would not have given Mary to the Apostle John at the foot of the cross. That would have been against Jewish law. It would have been against everything. No, she had no other children. And again, go to Catholic.com and type in the virginity of Mary, the perpetual virginity of Mary, John. Um, Also get a book called um, Catholicism and Fundamentalism by Carl Keating. Catholicism and Fundamentalism by Carl Keating. It refutes the heretical book called Roman Catholicism by um, Bart Brewer. Um, and it, it gives you scriptural evidence for everything that Protestants teach against the Catholic Church. And it will show you how they are wrong. The Catholic Church is the church Christ established, and the gates of hell will never prevail against it. God bless you, everyone. We'll speak with you tomorrow.